Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, aka J. Will. And today we're going to be talking about the ongoing conversation of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And so I guess this has been accentuated by the fact that a lot of people are on Twitter, for the most part, and some on Facebook, are disputing whether or not Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And the only person that I've heard people say is better than Tom Brady is Joe Montana because he's 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Even though Tom Brady's 7-3 with five Super Bowl MVPs, which is more Super Bowls than Montana has won or been to, this conversation is seeming to pop up more and more. And so I did one better than to just have a head-to-head comparison between Montana and Brady. I'm going to give you who I think the best 10 quarterbacks of all time are, along with a bunch of honorable mentions who did not make the top 10. And I think that once we give these stats and give the stats in context, I think that the argument should be null and void at this point, but that's going to be up to you to decide. So let's dive into the numbers. So on my honorable mention list, I have Terry Bradshaw, who finishes just outside the top 10. He has one MVP in the regular season, two Super Bowl MVPs. He's 4-0 in the Super Bowl with a 14-5 and playoff record and nine playoff appearances. And he's also won back-to-back Super Bowls twice in four and six years. So that's the best six-year stretch, Super Bowl-wise, of any quarterback in Super Bowl history. After him, I have Roger Staubach, who has a Super Bowl MVP and two and two and four Super Bowls, both losses coming to Bradshaw, which is why I have him listed outside of that. Troy Aikman behind him with one Super Bowl MVP and 3-0 in the Super Bowl was the quarterback for all three of those Super Bowl teams. They won three in four years, which is, I guess, almost as good as four and six. And so, and then they lost in the, I think, NFC Championship game in between that to the San Francisco 49ers and Steve Young. That was under, because they won two Super Bowls with Jimmy Johnson, and then they won the Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. Fran Tarkenton has one league MVP and been to three Super Bowls. Big Ben's 2-1 in the Super Bowl with 46 game-winning drives, fifth all-time. A 13-9 playoff record and 11 appearances. No Super Bowl MVPs. Phillip Rivers is top five in touchdowns, yards, completions, top ten in comebacks. Though his playoff success, he's only been to one AFC Championship game, I'm pretty sure. You have Russell Wilson, who's 1-1 one one in the Super Bowl, climbing the leader charts. I have him in there, and some of these aren't exactly in order. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has won one in the Super Bowl with the regular season MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and a 6-2 and playoff record and three appearances. Also appearing in the championship game, conference championship game, all three of his years as a starter. Matt Ryan has a Super Bowl MVP, and then he's now climbing the charts in all the major categories with still time to pad those stats. You can argue whether or not he should be a top 20 quarterback based on his team's lack of success. But we're going to throw him in there. Kurt Warner is a very interesting case. Short career, went from bagging groceries or selling cars or whatever he was doing to going to the Rams and becoming a two-time MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and going one and two in the Super Bowl while going to the Super Bowl with two different franchises, losing once to the Patriots in Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. And he lost a Super Bowl to Big Ben in that heroic finish by the Steelers at the end in 2008. Eli Manning is going to enter this conversation because he has two Super Bowl MVPs, six appearances, 0-4 outside the Super Bowl, though, 
but he had two great playoff runs where he was absolutely terrific. I wouldn't consider him a top QB, but he is one of those QBs with two Super Bowls, and he's also undefeated. Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls with that, whatever that offense was called. Bills fans, you can help me out. And then Warren Moon threw up a bunch of good numbers, and then Bart Starr has an NFL MVP, two Super Bowl MVPs, and five NFL championships. And so that is your honorable mention list. Like I said, I'll put Bradshaw outside the top 10. A lot of that has to do with career completion percentage. A lot of people say he didn't throw for a lot of yards in his first couple Super Bowls. But neither did Russell Wilson, neither did Tom Brady. And then he still won four in six years as the anchor of that Pittsburgh offense with Lynn Swan, with John Stallworth, and Franco Harris. And that great, great defense. Now let's get to the top 10. So in my number 10, I have Steve Young, which you could say, why would you put Steve Young ahead of Terry Bradshaw? The eye test. Now, obviously, we can only watch film on Bradshaw because I wasn't alive when Bradshaw was winning Super Bowls. But Steve Young has two regular season MVPs, a Super Bowl MVP, and one of the greatest Super Bowl performances of all time. He threw six touchdowns in 95 against San Diego, which is now the L.A. Chargers. He's got 33,000-plus passing yards. He's like 39th of all time, 232 TDs. He made 19 starts for Tampa Bay, and then he got stuck behind Joe Montana, and they finally left Montana, and he awarded them with the Super Bowl, and they never got back to the game. At number nine, I have Johnny Unitas. Three MVPs, 34 comebacks, 38 game-winning drives, 290 TDs. Very impressive being that he played in the 60s and 70s when they supposedly didn't throw the ball, but he still threw 290 touchdowns. He was often hurt a lot, so that'll hurt his case. Now we move to number eight, Dan Marino, the only guy on this list without a Super Bowl ring. One MVP, 0-1 in the Super Bowl, but he had 61,631 yards, which is sixth, 420 TDs, sixth, 33 fourth quarter comebacks, sixth, 47 game-winning drives, fourth, and eight and 10 in the playoffs. Marino is considered probably the best thrower of the football during his era, whereas his playoff success knocked him down, but a lot of people had him in the greatest quarterback of all time before we had guys. I mean, Montana had his four Super Bowls, but and Aikman had his three, but Marino is just considered that guy who didn't have enough help. Say what you want, he's still an all-time great quarterback. Once again, in an era where they quote-unquote didn't throw the ball, even though his era lines up very well with Joe Montana's. And we'll get to Montana. Number seven, I have Brett Favre. Three regular season MVPs, back to back to back. One and one in the Super Bowl. They went in 96. The season is 96, okay? When I say 96, I mean that's the regular season year. And they, they demolished Drew Bledsoe and the Patriots. And then they went the next year and they lost a, a back-and-forth game to John Elway, who finally got over the hump. He's got 71,838 yards, fourth of all time, which was number one until Brady, Manning, and Breeze came and passed him. 508 TDs, fourth of all time. 28 fourth-quarter comebacks, which is weird, but he did throw a lot of picks, which is 13th of all time. But 43 game-winning drives, which is sixth. 13-11 in the playoffs and 12 appearances. And so... His teams were always in the playoffs, and he lost a lot of NFC Championship games near the end of his career, including the one in Minnesota. Number six is Aaron Rodgers. You may ask, why do I have Aaron Rodgers ahead of Brett Favre? Because he was the better player. Aaron Rodgers may be the best thrower of the football. Maybe Patrick Mahomes is now in that conversation. But he's got three regular season MVPs, a Super Bowl MVP, 
in his only Super Bowl that they beat the Steelers, who had the number one defense that year. Or maybe that was 2008 they had the number one defense. Pittsburgh still had a great defense at that time. He's got 51,235 yards and counting, so that's 11th of all time. He's 412 TDs and climbing, that's 7th. Depending on how many years he has, he's going to vault into the top five. Now, these stats keep him out of the top five. 17th fourth quarter comebacks, that's 51st, not good. 25 game-winning drives, also not great. Nine 4,000-yard seasons, 11-9 in the playoffs, and nine playoff appearances, but he's 412 TDs to 89 picks, the interception ratio for 11 full seasons. So Aaron Rodgers is getting dinged because of his lack of production in the postseason. Now, you can say that Packers are not a free agent destination. You can also say that he hasn't been clutch in NFC Championship games, and all that stuff can be true. That's why I don't have Aaron Rodgers in the GOAT conversation. He still has time to rectify some of that. But Peyton Manning only had one Super Bowl until the very end of his career. Now, he had lost two. And so, and he was 1-1 one one in Indianapolis, and then he went 1-1 one one in Denver, and we know how that last year in Denver went. Number five, John Elway. Now, John Elway almost was number four. John Elway only has one MVP, but he has a Super Bowl MVP, and he's two and three in the Super Bowl. That is why I have him so high. The guy's been to five Super Bowls. In the first three, his teams were overmatched by the Washington football team, the New York Giants, and the San Francisco 49ers. But he still got them there with incredible play in the AFC playoffs. He's got 51,475 yards, which is 10th. So he'll be passed by Aaron Rodgers next year. He's got 300 TDs, which is 12th. 31 fourth quarter comebacks, which is 7th. 40 game-winning drives, which is 7th. And a 14-7 and playoff record and 9 appearances. Did a lot of damage. So he went to the playoffs 9 times. In 5 of those years, he went to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees. Drew Brees was a hard case for me because he has all the numbers. And Drew Brees, you can say he's a product of a system. But Drew Brees has a Super Bowl MVP and his only Super Bowl. He has 80,358 passing yards, which is first. 571 TDs, which is second. And since he's most likely retiring, he won't pass Brady. 36 fourth quarter comebacks, which is third. 53 game winning drives, which is second. So the guy's clutch. 12 4,000 yard seasons, which I think is third all time behind Brady and Manning or Manning and Brady. He's got 9-9 playoff record, 10 appearances, and he lost the 2011 MVP to Rodgers when he sent the single-season passing yard record and threw a billion touchdowns. Now, let's also be fair that Drew Brees didn't always throw to great receivers until he had Michael Thomas. They had a great system around him, but he was a different guy from San Diego until he went to New Orleans, and he carried that city on his back. Say what you want about Drew Brees. He easily could have been in the top three. Let's get to number three, Joe Montana. He does have two regular season MVP awards. He has three Super Bowl MVPs. Great. He's 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Astounding. But then the numbers don't do him justice. Mind you, he played in basically the same era as Dan Marino, who's in the top seven in all these categories. 40,551 yards is 21st. 26 fourth quarter comebacks is 15th, the only stat he's in the top 15. 28 game-winning drives is 24th. Now, he's 16-7 and seven in the playoffs and 11 appearances. 
And that's got to be wrong. That's actually 12 appearances. Because he won four Super Bowls, he obviously couldn't have, like, not... Unless he just didn't play. I don't know. So those numbers may be slightly off. But no, he, he appeared in the playoffs 12 times. And that's the people they want to call the GOAT. And I think Joe Montana is incredible. But we'll get to that Brady-Montana discussion here in a minute. Number two is Peyton Manning. Oh, how is Peyton Manning above Joe Montana? Well, he's got five regular season MVPs. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He's 2-2 two and two in the Super Bowl. One of those was a close loss where he threw a pick and then got run back for a touchdown, which put the game away against New Orleans. Right? Then he got blown out by Denver and then he got or against Seattle when he was with Denver. And then he got carried to the last Super Bowl, but he got them there based on just being the smartest guy in football history. So, he's got 71,940 yards, which is third all time. 539 TDs, third. Recently passed, of course, because of Bree, because of Brady and because of Breeze. 43 fourth quarter comebacks, first. 54 game winning drives, first, for a guy who's supposedly not clutch. 13 4,000 yard seasons, most of all time. 830 TD seasons. 14 13 in the playoffs, playoff record. And he's been to, in, in 15 appearances. So he went to the playoffs 15 times, which is more than Joe Montana. So Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time. Most people agree with that. So you can you now if you want to put Joe Montana number two ahead of Peyton Manning and base it purely off the Super Bowls, be my guest. But if you watch Peyton Manning play, the way that he changed the game at the line of scrimmage and reading defenses and calling out audibles change the way the quarterback position is played. Can we say the same for Joe Montana? Not a knock on Joe Montana. But I'm just saying one of the guys changed the position. And listen, number one is Tom Brady. Three MVPs, five Super Bowl MVPs, seven and three in the Super Bowl. 79,204 yards, which is second of all time. 581 TDs and counting, which is first. 39 fourth quarter comebacks, which is second. 48 game winning drives, which is third. 12 4,000 yard seasons, second to Peyton Manning. A 34 and 11 playoff record and 18 appearances. What is the conversation that we're having? If it's just 4 and 0 in the Super Bowl, fine. But Brady's won seven. If he wins another Super Bowl, God forbid to the Brady haters, he will have doubled him in Super Bowl wins. He lost three Super Bowls against a great New York Giants defense. It was just bad matchups. He lost to them twice. He also lost to the Eagles with Nick Foles in a game where he threw for 500 yards. He just took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 7-9, and nine, who've never had a quarterback last longer than five full seasons as their starting quarterback that was 7-9 and nine last year after Jameis threw 30 interceptions. He took that team, and with the great supporting cast, threw three touchdowns in the first half of the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The guy is a monster. Some of y'all think he's a monster in a bad way. Yeah, he yells at teammates, he yells at coaches. Psycho Tom, as Skip Bayless likes to call him. But it works. Everyone's like, oh, the Patriot way. Well, he just threw that out the window. They were 7-5, and five, not looking great. They didn't lose again. 
They didn't lose again. They won their last four regular season games, and they won all four of their playoff games. They won an eight-game winning streak and won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Is he the same quarterback that he was in his prime? No, but he still threw a bazillion touchdowns this year, a bazillion yards. He threw more interceptions, but that's Bruce Arians' system. He took more risks. You can say Deflategate, okay? They ran the score up after Deflategate at halftime against the Colts. They checked the footballs. Spygate. There was no more Spygate after his first couple of rings. And Spygate isn't the reason that Tom Brady is clutch. You can say that he didn't shake Nick Foles' hands. It's a bad look. You can say that he's arrogant, blah, blah, blah. Look at the numbers. And it's not just about the numbers. It's in the context. Brady is the best quarterback of all time who is never the most talented quarterback. But obviously the guy's work ethic is impeccable. If you took the best two quarterbacks of his era, him and Peyton Manning, and you can even throw Aaron Rodgers, whose career would you rather have? So this notion that because you lost a couple of Super Bowls, that you can't be the GOAT, those failures drove Tom Brady. There's a very good image that my buddy Ian Neon shared on our Facebook page. Where on this Facebook page, it shows the three stages of Tom Brady's career and it com- compares him to Troy Aikman, Dan Marino, and Joe Montana. And he was dang near better than their whole careers in each phase of his career. He got the three Super Bowls in four years. All right. So he went in 2001, one. 2003, one. 2004, one. They didn't go in 05 and 06 to the Super Bowl. They go in 07 and lose to the Giants. They don't go in 08, 9, 10. They lose in 11. They don't go in 12 or 13. Starting in 2014, they win the Super Bowl in 14. They win it in 16. They win it at 18 with the Patriots. And then he wins it in 2020. Mind you, he also went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Eagles in 2017. So let's see, that's 14, 16, 17, 18, 20. The dude's been to, the dude's been to as many Super Bowls as Montana went to in the last six years. Or hold on, the last eight years. So the 14, let's count them. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. In the last seven years, he's been to four Super Bowls, which is more than any other quarterback's entire career minus John Elway. He blows them out of the water in every statistical category. Was Joe Montana maybe cooler to watch? Do we see the film of him coming back in that great game in the Super Bowl against the Bengals? But the numbers do not support that Joe Montana is better than Tom Brady. Now, to be fair, when you say who the greatest quarterback of all, t- of all time is, we need to clarify what we are talking about. Are we talking about the greatest thrower of the football? Are we talking about the most accomplished in stats? Are we talking about the most Super Bowls? Are we talking about the most Super Bowl MVPs or the most regular season MVPs? Who are we saying is the most clutch? Joe Montana was cool. And he was great. But his statistics are not all-time great. Yes, he's undefeated on the biggest stage. But it's just like the Jordan-LeBron conversation. The other seasons also matter. And outside of those Super Bowls... Joe Montana has about four or five more playoff wins. Brady has 34 freaking playoff wins. 34 playoff wins. It dwarfs everybody. 
I actually tried to shoot this podcast earlier and I had some technical difficulties and wasn't able to post it. But let's keep it a hundred. A buck, as the kids would say today. Let's keep it a buck. I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan. I'm really not. I don't understand avocado ice cream. I don't like Psycho Tom to the extent that he does it. I do think that seeing him plastered, enjoying himself, was an interesting look. Throwing the trophy across the, the bay, that's that's cool, whatever. And, and, you know, that's fine. Brady doesn't have to be my cup of tea, and he played against a team that beat my team, the Steelers, in the playoffs a lot. So it doesn't mean that I can't acknowledge the greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. That's why I have Montana third. And listen, if you can be the third best quarterback of all time and not be in the top 15 in any relevant category except for fourth quarter comebacks or game-winning drives, whichever one it is, then you did something right. Yeah, San Francisco got him out of there. He could have won another Super Bowl in San Francisco. But you know what? A lot of those years, Montana was getting banged up. And Steve Young won a Super Bowl with San Francisco. Think about it this way. After the Bills' first two Super Bowl losses to the Giants and to the Washington football team, the Cowboys won in 92 and 93. I'm sorry. Yeah, 92 and 93. 94, which I, I misspoke earlier. Steve Young won the Super Bowl in 94 this season. It was a 95 game because the Super Bowl is in the next calendar year. San Francisco won it. And then Green Bay won it in 96 and went in 97. And then Atlanta went in 98. And then 99 was the Kurt Warner, Brady, that era. So the NFC was stacked with three really good teams. The Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Green Bay Packers. So judging these guys based on, oh, he didn't go 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he kept going. If it was, if Brady was 4-3 and and Montana was 4-0, then I would have him a little more equal. But then he won three more, because he was, okay, he was 3-0, then he was 3-2. and and then he was four and two. Okay. So they're equal then. Then he wins a fifth Super Bowl. So he's five and two. Then he loses and he's five and three. And then he's won his last two. So that discussion is over. It's almost like if LeBron James gets the seven championships, it's over. If he wins three more championships, that means he's won one more than Jordan and he's been there a billion times more not that this is that conversation so I get it I get it I get the any the hashtag anyone but Brady cool Joe Montana seemed to be more likable even though he and Steve Young's relationship was super frosty the whole time but you know that's for you guys to decide that's my list I stand by my list now I understand if you want to flip-flop between even between two, three, four, five, six, and seven, if you want to put Favre up there, because a lot of people love the way that Favre played, even though he probably cost himself three different chances to get to the Super Bowl by throwing interceptions late in NFC Championship games. He was willing to put it on the line. That's that's the knock against Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's number six. John Elway went to five Super Bowls. Peyton Manning was the best at the line at the line of scrimmage quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino are some of the best throwers of the football. Elway was clutch. Drew Brees 
piled up a bunch of stats and was really good for a really long time with less arm talent and super accurate. But Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Well, this has been another episode of Dads in Time Out. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. Let me know what you think. Until next time, signing off.